Welcome to Above Par. I'm your host, Kathy Hartwood. I show you how to take more of your talent to the golf course without practicing harder, taking more lessons, or buying new equipment. I show you how to end the frustration of underperforming so you can start playing to your potential. This is where you are going to learn how to think above par so you can play below par. Let's get to it. Hello, my golf friends. Welcome back to Above Par. Happy New Year. I hope you had a beautiful holiday and a wonderful new year and you're ready to get going in 2023. Personally, I'm like usually done at this point. <laughs> Actually, before New Year's, I'm probably just done. I just wanted, I just want to start moving forward and start thinking about what I'm going to do with 2023. I enjoy the holidays. I enjoyed having my kids around. I enjoyed all the festivities, my family, but I'm definitely ready to start thinking about all what I have planned for 2023. And I want to talk about that with you today about setting some really blow your mind goals relative to golf, but you can use this in anything that you're doing. It doesn't matter. I think the framework is still the same. You know, New Year's resolutions are one of those things. I'm not a fan. I think they, I've, I've stopped doing New Year's resolutions a long time ago. I found that most people were making them at the last minute, just blurting them out at New Year's Eve. And then, you know, only 9% of people actually finish the resolutions, like 25% of people quit in the first week, which actually ends up making you feel crappier, right? Then you shame yourself because you quit and you didn't follow through and you create this horrible pattern of not following through. So I'm not a big fan of resolutions, but I am a fan of creating a plan to get what you want, whether you call it a goal or an achievement uh, or just something that you want to do. The key is to create a plan. And what a lot of people do is they go about thinking about what would be a realistic goal. So we're going to talk about golf in general. I might make some different analogies. So this is the time of year that I go through with my clients and we go through in the Above Par Academy. Oh, which I want to tell you is open again. I The last time I opened it was in June. Um, I opened it and closed it right away, but we have an amazing little community in there. Part of the reason why I closed it, honestly, was I got a little out over my skis. I had a founding group of people where I wanted to really get the format down on how I serve them best. So basically, I have a topic each month that we dive into about all the things that you can do above par, whether that's thinking above par, have your emotions above par, your confidence above par, relationships, your performance, everything that we want to have above par other than our score, which is the only thing that we want to have below par, we talk about because golf is played from the inside out, right? The better you get at managing all the things on the inside, your golf game is going to show. The results are going to show in your golf game and in a different area of your life, right? Your life definitely affects your golf game and your golf game affects your life. So we talk all about that in the Above Par Academy. And this month we're talking about goals. So if you're interested in enjoying that, there'll be a link in the bio. You can go to abovepar.club and you can learn more about it. Even if you're listening to this after January, you're starting your golf season and you're going back and listening to this podcast, you can still join. You can still get access to all of the archives and all the things I've done in the past. There's lots and lots of things to digest inside the academy. But we're going to talk about that. And I have a workbook for you to walk through all the steps and how to create a blow your own mind goal in 2023. And I'm going to walk you through a couple of the pieces with you here today. 
So the first thing I suggest you do, if you have a goal, a golf goal, a golf want, something that you want to achieve in 2023 relative to you, your game, or anything that you want to think about, I want you to make a list. As many things as you can think of that you want to do. They include lowering your handicap, going and playing at Pebble Beach, taking a golf trip with friends, playing in Ireland, playing in the club championship, signing up for a USGA event, playing in your state open. It doesn't matter. Write them all down, all the things that you can possibly think of. That is your first step. We will whittle this down in a second because a lot of those goals get combined together or might even be steps towards moving you towards another goal. But write down as many things as you can think of on and off the golf course. It doesn't matter. Put them all down on a piece of paper. Then what I want you to do is go through and just highlight the ones that are something you can schedule, something that you can put in your calendar. Playing at Pebble Beach or going on a golf trip is just scheduling it. It's just making the commitment, schedule it, put it in your calendar, put a reminder in your calendar. Now, I'm not going to say that there's not going to be mental drama that comes up once you do that. The first step is to put it in your calendar. And then you're going to create a lot of mental drama about it. And I'll talk about that in a second. But let's get the things off the list that you have to schedule or you have to buy, like new clubs. Just put it in your calendar. I'm going to buy new clubs by this date. Then with what is left, what I want you to do is go through and label them realistic goals or barf zone goals. Now, a barf zone goal, as I call it, is something that kind of makes you want to throw up in your mouth a little bit at the thought of it. Maybe you've contemplated playing in a state tournament or a USGA event or signing up for your club championship, and the thought of doing that makes you a little nauseous. If that's a barf zone goal, I want you to circle that or label it in a different way other than realistic goals. A realistic goal might be something in your mind of, you know, shaving one or two shots off your handicap. Depends, of course, on what your handicap is or improving your putts or increasing your distance by five yards. I want you to label them barf zone or realistic. The other label that could be in there is other people. And other people means that your goal is dependent on other people. Let me give you an example. It is not my favorite goal for someone to pick that they want to win something. Now, there is not a tournament that you sign up for, for the most part, that you don't want to win. We want to win them all. Now, of course, sometimes it might be you're going into this tournament That might be one notch above where you've been playing and you're not expecting to win. But when we put down as a goal that we want to win a tournament, I want to win the state open. I want to win the U.S. Open. I want to win my club championship. And that's my goal for the year. It is dependent on other people. Of course, you play a role. right? Your performance needs to show up that day. Your performance needs to be above par that day. But also there are things that are outside of your control. I mean, you can't control what other people in the field do. You can't control if somebody plays out of their mind on a day that you also play great. You might have as one of your goals is that you want to play golf seven days a week, but that's dependent on other people in your household that need to sign off on that. That goal is not totally 100% in your hands and in your power. So I'd like you kind of to separately label the ones that revolve around other people. I would love for you to reframe them in a way that gives you a little bit more of agency over how you show up. I find it so interesting sometimes when I have people tell me that I want to finish in the top 10 of a tournament and that's my goal. 
One, I think it's an interesting number, the top 10. Maybe that's for other reasons of qualifying for other things. I get that. But that's also so, you could have an amazing round, an amazing tournament, and you can't control what the other nine people or 11 people do that are above you. But then we end up feeling crappy because we didn't finish in the top 10, yet we had an amazing tournament. Or conversely, if that goal puts so much pressure on you that you cannot perform well because you're so consumed with what other people are doing in the tournament because you want to win versus how you're performing, then that goal isn't working for you. It's working against you, right? So note the ones where other people are involved and how they play or they perform or how other people might be involved in your decision-making on moving towards your goal. Okay, so once you have your list of your realistic goals and your BARF zone goals, what I want you to do is go through and listen to all of the objections and obstacles that your brain offers up when you think about that goal. So for instance, if your goal, a realistic goal is that you want to drop one shot off your handicap and you listen to the thoughts in your head and your head is saying, that's doable. You know, that's not going to be too hard. I just need to practice one more time a week or take a couple extra lessons or just work on my short game a little bit. If you have a BARF zone, which is I want to qualify for a USGA event and your brain is offering up to you thoughts like I'm not good enough, I don't belong there, I might embarrass myself, I might fail, don't do it, stay home, it's a stupid idea, that's your BARF zone goal. And that's how you define which is which. If when your brain is giving you a lot of objections, gives you a lot of chatter when you start thinking about your goal, is telling you all the reasons why you won't achieve it, you have hit the level of being uncomfortable. A realistic goal, your brain is saying, yeah, we can do that, not so bad. You're not pushing yourself outside the comfort zone. You're not challenging yourself. We like these, our brain likes these, our brain does not like to change and our brain likes to be comfortable. So your brain will naturally gravitate towards quote unquote realistic goals. Who's to define what a realistic goal is? You, not anybody else outside of you. That's their own thoughts about it. You define it. In your own head, you're like, oh, and that's realistic. It's like if you weighed 400 pounds and you're like, I'm gonna lose one pound, that's realistic. That does not challenge you. That does not push you. That does not make you change habits. That does not make you change the way you think. That does not push you to evolve into a different person than you are right now. The reason you have the results that you have right now is because of the way that you think. And unless you're willing to push yourself to a level where you change the way you think, you will keep producing the same results. And when you create realistic goals, you're not changing much. You're not pushing yourself into the comfort zone where your brain is going to chatter at you like it does in the barf zone. Those list of things that your brain comes up with, all the things that your brain is telling you that you cannot do and all the reasons why you're going to fail or embarrass yourself, that is your work. If you want that result and you want your goal. Most people mistaken that I need to go, I'm going to go play in a USGA event or I'm going to qualify for a USGA event. And I need to practice more and take more lessons so that why I have more confidence and I feel better. So I don't feel like I'll embarrass myself. So I give myself a better shot of not failing. It is not about that. Now, I'm not saying that you don't work on your swing, but for you to create that result, the work is on overcoming all of those objections that your brain gives you. That's the thought work. That's what we work on in the Above Par Academy. That's what I work on with my clients. So I want you to check in with yourself when you pick goals and listen to your brain. If your brain is telling you this is doable, I got this, not a problem, 
and you don't feel your heart rate get up, you don't feel like you want to throw up in your mouth just a little bit, you have not picked a barf zone goal. You have not picked a challenging enough goal. That's why realistic goals are BS. They're realistic because they don't challenge you. They don't make you uncomfortable. Now, my coach talks about an impossible goal. So you pick something that's impossible, which totally messes with my mind. It took me years to get my head around this. But the purpose of it was that you pick this impossible goal. And it wasn't about achieving the goal. It was about who you became in the process of going after the goal. But for people like me, who are quote unquote, reform perfectionists, and at the time had a fear of failure, to me, that was the craziest and stupidest idea on the planet. Because why would I set up a goal that I would fail at? That's the problem. We pick goals that we know that we'll succeed at so we don't have to have that feeling of failure. And when we can get to the point where we're embracing failure, that means that we're going out and trying things and we're having our own back and we're going and trying other things. And the more times you fail, the more likely you are to become a person who reaches that goal. This messed with my head, like I said, for a couple of years. And I'm sure if you're hearing this for the first time, it might be messing with your head. But the whole point was it wasn't about necessarily reaching this goal. That's why she called it an impossible goal. It was about who you became along the process. Who cares if you fell a little bit short? Your marker was way past your realistic goal. Because if you pick a realistic goal, you're never going to hit that marker that's way out there. Even if it's short of that goal, that impossible goal. And it's who you become along the process that you can't take away. But we never push ourselves outside of that little comfort zone, right? So as you set your goals for 2023, I want to reiterate that I think realistic goals are BS because you define what a realistic goal is and your brain is going to tell you it's realistic because it's comfortable. I don't have to stretch myself too much. I don't have to be uncomfortable. I don't have to deal with the mental chatter. I don't have to go through and work through the fear of failure. I don't have to have unmet expectations for myself because I hate those feelings. So I avoid things that will put me in a situation where I might experience that. I'm saying your work is and how you up-level your golf and any other area of your life is to push yourself out of your comfort zone, to push yourself towards barf zone goals. Not that you're totally barfing, but you're on the edge because then your brain will start giving you all the work that you need to do all the thoughts that you have to overcome, all the beliefs that you have to let go. It's going to tell you what you need to stop believing. It's going to tell you what you need to start believing for you to achieve those results. So if you have big goals this year, and I hope you do, write them all out, put them into categories, check which ones are realistic, see if you can move them up to a place that you just kind of slightly want to throw up in your mouth. And then make a list of all the things that your brain says to you on why you can't achieve it. Because it will especially if the going gets tough. If you want to dive in deeper with this, if you want more help, I encourage you to join the Above Par Academy. I walk you through all of these steps and I coach you along the way. All right, my friends, I want you to blow your own mind this year with what's possible, what your capacity is, and how you can step in and start enjoying the process along the way. All right, my friends, have a beautiful week and I'll talk to you next Wednesday. (music)